Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Spartan Dog Podcast. This episode is going to be another great one, and we appreciate you guys tuning in like always. We're just going to get it rolling in. Yes, sir. I'm with my boy, West Coast Rail, and it's yes, man ago. So just getting it started, just rolling right into it. Uh, last week, we talked about the offense. Mm-hmm. We talked about what we want to see from them. We broke it down, each position, QB, running back, wide receiver, offensive line, tight end, yep. so on and so forth. So it's only right if we speak on the defense. Yes, sir. So rolling us right into it, for me, this is my most exciting part of the team. Coordinators first. We could break down the coordinators, how we think about them as a whole. I know you like them. You said they're a good part, and then we can break down the guys. So just rolling us into it. What's your thoughts on the defense, coordinators, and things like that? Just rolling us into that. Oh, well, first off, you say that uh, it's one of your your favorite positions. Like, you you like our defense. For me, it's more of a question mark. A lot of guys left, a lot of important guys left as far as our cornerback, Josiah Scott, defensive Defensive end, Kenny Willickis. Those two guys. And also, linebacking core definitely got 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 hit, too. So, it's a lot of people that has to step up. A lot of question marks. A lot of the unknowns. Yeah. Uh, so, so, for me, I definitely want to uh, break down each position. Uh, go down. And maybe you can, you know, embolt some confidence in me. You know, for, oh, yeah. for, the, for the defensive side. So, we're going to take it to the defensive defensive line first. And let's start there. Give me some key guys that, that maybe I should be excited about. Got you. So for the defensive line, I'm going to break that position down as a whole here for me. What gets me excited about it is, number one, the coordinator. I think the coordinator makes the position. I think you learned that with <laughs> Michigan State last year and years before coordinators matter. Um, so Ron Burton, I think, A, is a great coordinator. I think he's worked with these guys, and I'm glad we retained him. And I think that's a big deal because a lot of these guys on our roster have been working with him and he's going to know, A, how many guys have product have produced and have um, gotten better. And then he's going to know who could fit that scheme of 3-4. I think he's a defensive genius. So as far as players, though, I think the big two are going to be uh, pretty obvious with the Naquan Jones and Jacob Panashuk, I think uh, Naquan was just ready, ready to burst. I've always liked him. I thought he made big plays. I thought he didn't oh, yeah. get enough time sometimes. I thought he should have been on the field a lot, a lot more. I thought he was just a wrecking ball. Yes, so yes. I'm excited for him to have his moment and really get to shine and just really just do his thing. Love to, you know, break the chain. Panashuk, I love him. I, you know, people call him dirty, which, you know, whatever it is, what it yep. is. Whatever. He's, he's aggressive. That's going to get him in the NFL for sure. Definitely looks like a Raiders, a future Raiders player, but <laughs> <laughs> I like Jacob Panshu. He's going to do what he's going to do. He's one of the best defensive ends in uh, the Big Ten, so no need to talk about him too deep. Now, as far as my, like, actual thinkers here, the ones that I'm actually have to go out and limb on, I like Michael Fletcher a lot. I think, even, I mean, I've tweeted about him. I've talked about him. I think Michael Fletcher's going to be a project. He's going to be a guy that rotates in, but I think he's going to be good once he clicks. I think he's going to be... First year productive, second year he's gonna be a stud. Okay. Um, I like the Slade brothers. They're actually from my hometown, on Tangy, so I got to see them live. The Slade brothers are good, and then I was kind of questionable about them because I'm not a fan of Columbus guys. I think you know they get a little overrated in the starship yep. game, 
but they balled out in actual performance. The interceptions, you know, they they did their thing. So the Slades, I think, is going to rotate in too. I, I just think there's a lot of names that can rotate in. We have a lot of options, which is good. Like we, it's not like we have guys that just can't ball. We had the Slade brothers. We have Fletcher. We have Barrow. We have Jalen Hunt, who they've been talking about. Mallory, Hanson, yeah. who they've been talking about, and then a few freshmen. So, um, who's your guys with that? Well, yes, I'm. I'm excited about those guys. If I had to go with my four, like. I'm with you on the Slade brothers. They are good. There's there's a lot of talent on this D line. Yeah, I'd be foolish not to, you know, play play some of these younger cats, uh, like Deshaun Mallory, who's at sending at three forty five. I need to have him and Naquan Jones together. I, I, I him. I think it's him, Deshaun Mallory. Naquan Jones and Jacob Panashuk. Those three right there are my DNs for the next year. We're going to have to have a defensive end by committee. I yeah. want to see all those guys you name. I want to see them all on the field. I think and they're going to win. I just want to have them battle it out just to see because I don't know for sure. Like, we don't get to see uh, a spring ball. So I didn't know. I don't know who's who's good and who's not. And I'm not, you know, I'm not uh, at a position to say for sure if anybody should be starting or, you know, or anything like that. So right. I just want to see, I want to see everybody play. As many people as you can possibly get on the field, just get them on the field and let them, let's see. Like some guys are practice guys. Some guys are ballers. Game time comes. Yeah. And I need to see that part, so. Now, there's a few guys who I'm not a fan of. Because, again, I think we have a lot of names. Like, I think we have two lock-ins. And I think Mallory might be a lock-in. I think even the D'Antonio crew, like the full D'Antonio staff, was kind of waiting. To, I think they were going to have him kind of start this next year, too. I, I and, think so, too. And I think I really want us to run some 4-3. I think our defensive line would benefit that. But the names I don't like on our defensive line, who I – Again, I'm. I I hope Ron Burton finally kind of breaks the chain and kind of says this is done. I'm not a fan of Drew Beasley, and I'm not a fan of Jack Camper. You know, I I think I think Jack Camper yeah. needs to be a play tight end, which was which was his original natural position. I think yeah, they forced I, I, him. Yeah, I think they forced him at defensive end. He's just that's just clearly not his spot. I think Beasley is another guy who says they really want him to be Kenny Willickis, but I'm just like he's okay. But we got we got raw dogs. And as far as our young guys, I like Kyle King. I think Kyle King, I have watched him and went, not watched him, but I saw a photo of him, a little training video of him, Michigan State sprint, um, summer camp. The dude's built already. The dude's Big Ten built. And in his tape, the, I mean, he was already doing pretty good in the tape. I'm not a big fan of high school tape because if you're, if you're sized up, you can dominate anybody. So I agree. But I mean, he if with a little yeah. bit of training, I think. And Ron Burton was working with them a lot in the video, so I think they see something okay. in him. Like I do, I do. I mean, what you see in him is six three two sixty. I see a whole lot right there. Oh yeah, him and Simeon. Yeah, him and Simeon got beat. Got beefy, dude. And I, I hope that they can definitely perform. I, like I said, I want to see every single body, every single person on the field i just need to see it because like i said i didn't have a spring ball to see you i want to see you in the Rutgers game now mm -hmm. anybody can look good versus Rutgers. <laughs> let me not 
just say that because anybody can look good. I think anybody they play it, Michigan State is going to dominate Rutgers. But you better look it's good the, in the game. <laughs> yeah, you better. I mean, if you yeah. look bad versus Rutgers, I don't think you kind of built for Big Ten football. Yeah, but no. the Michigan game is still going to be a trial by error. And that's that's one of the the unfortunate, you know, knots on, you know, if we win or lose. It'd be because we just so young. I still feel that we're so young. Yeah. And we have to we have to gel. And I know there's gonna be, you know, another game that we have to learn and gel and you know, a lot's gonna be thrown on us. Plus the pressure of having to really want to, you know, show Coach Tucker that, you know, we do love you and we want to play for you and we're gonna win this game, you know, along with that. So Yeah. The defensive side of ball is gonna be questioned, but I'm excited. I, I love the young talent that we got and I wanna see them all ball. For sure, and that takes us to the next position, which is linebackers. And I think this is the part that's going to con- control the nucleus. This, it's always been the nucleus, and I think that's not just Michigan State. I think it's college football. I think the linebackers are the nucleus of any program. Um, yeah. I think our linebackers are a fifty-fifty split. I think the potential is there. I say potential, a potential, a fifty-fifty potential. Because for me, here's the deal: I think Noah Harvey is a is a rotational lock-in. I think Antoine Simmons mm. is an overall lock-in. I think he's a bottom-line lock-in. I think Chase Klein is a lock-in. So I think that third rotation outside linebacking spot, well, there's going to be four. I forgot. It's going to be a 3-4. So there's going to be four linebackers. So I think it's yep. going to come down to Simmons, Klein, and from there, dude, there's two open spots. And that's when we kind of have to yep. play trial by error. And if Noah Harvey's good, I think he's going to get – I mean, think he's going to start off there. But from there, I mean, Fulton, I think Fulton's going to get his his job, his his nod at it. I like Fulton a lot. Mm-hmm. Botang reminds me a lot of Brandon Randall, which is another good and bad thing, because I think Brandon Randall was forced production. He was a guy that they wanted to be something way bigger than what he was. Um, but Marce- Maybe right. I, I, we just don't have a lot of proven guys that have got that time. So, I mean, they've been in the system, which I like, but they haven't got the time to actually produce. So, I mean, they have the size, they have the body, which I like. They're not just fresh freshmen, but yep. we got to see what they can do, which is unfortunate. And I'm the same way. I'm 50-50 on this uh, linebacking crew. Uh, I think it's... It's one of the biggest question marks, along with the secondary. The way I have to, I have to find, you know, where they're gonna get their production from mm-hmm. after losing a, a player as as good as Bocce. Bocce, yeah, he was a quarterback. He was a quarterback linebacker. Yeah. But I'm with you. I think Antoine Simmons uh, is a lock. Chase Klein is a lock. I think both of those guys are outside linebackers. Naturally, yeah. I didn't like Simmons at middle. Right. So now I have to find who are going to be my middle guys. Uh, you named uh, one player that I personally think is going to be the next Bocce, and that is Luke Fulton. Yeah. I think Luke Fulton, if you guys, if you Spartan fans want to see why I pick him to be the next Bocce, you'll see why. He is not afraid to meet the running back in the hole. He is a go-getter, downhill linebacker, and I always, you know, I, I am a a big time fan of downhill linebacker. He's chippy, so I think mm-hmm. very much so. He has a, he has a chip, so I believe that Luke Fulton, if if the coaching staff will allow him to play, he will definitely perform. I have no problem, no doubt in my mind 
that Luke Fulton should be should be and could be a potential starter as a young freshman. And I like the vibe of it because here's my thing: we're gonna have to if if we can get what we want at linebacker core, like our dream linebacker scenario, which sounds like it's Simmons, Fulton. Klein, and then the third, the guys probably Harvey rotate with Botang, and then whoever else young yep. guy comes in. I like the chippy attitude of Simmons, Klein, and um, Fulton together. Like that's gonna be that's gonna oh, be yeah. chippy. Like it's not gonna be no no mellow stuff. It's gonna be aggressive guys who are want to get their, get bloody, take some hits, and win games. So if that can if that can gel yep. now. I think Tucker's going to see it. So, I mean, we're, I keep acting like this is a different staff. If, if, if he's good, he's going to be out there. So, <laughs> I agree. You're right. We, we're still uh, we're still wounded by D'Antonio. Yeah. So, we don't know for sure how this is going to work because we just don't have anything to go off of. But, I, like I said, I'm, I know this is a new coaching staff. So, I know they're not going to want to fail. So, they're going to play the best players that, 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 that gets on the field. Right. And um, so our next position, linebacking core, is, is a 50-50 split. And I think that's universal with everybody. Um, this cornerback for me is something that I am – I'm actually optimistic about. I know you're not. I know you, you kind of are yeah. – but here's, here's, what yeah. the, here's what it is for me. And I tweet about this a lot. I'm glad I can finally talk about this. I think Harlan Barnett leaving was a huge issue, like a huge – hit in the chest for us because when we had yes, all these was. guys training our dbs it the technique was off something was off we were not the no fly zone it was like a goodwill dollar tree every like low budget no fly zone i hate it when they called it the no fly zone because we didn't shut anybody down we didn't stop anybody At arizona all. state we made the kill harry look like calvin johnson we i mean oh my guys God. like austin carr i mean we just I can name these receivers that just balled out on us, and it was just like we're not the no-fly zone. God, um, the quarterback from Northwestern had a field day on us. Oh man, what's his name? Oh, uh, I forget. He was there for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so stuff like that. But as far as my names, mixed with Holland Barnett and the technique and the attitude, the chippiness. Yeah. I get Florida State, he dropped the ball, but he's at Michigan State and he's has Mike Trussell with him, so I think he's got his focus back. I like Julian Barnett back at his natural position, 6-2, and yep. he's, he's big. Yep. He's he's like a SEC Alabama cornerback, so we got him. We good. We, yeah. We're good on that. Lock, lock him on one side. Got, got that. It. And the other side gets a little tricky. It gets a little dark and a little concerning because mm-hmm. I don't know who I would pick. But there's guys, which gives me some faith, that I heard in the Zoom call that have been doing pretty good, they said. They said they like Davion Williams and – I don't know what they see, but they like Kalen Gervin. They said they like him. <laughs> but here's the deal. As we all suspected, they said their technique was off. Like they said their technique needed a lot of a lot of improvement. Um, Scott Hazleton, that's one thing he said. He was like, the technique needs a lot of improvement. And as we bingo, as we all said, the 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 cornerback's technique was clearly off. Like against all these teams, that was the biggest thing. So I hope Harlan Barnett could just really just get these guys going and this is what you need to do. This is how you play cornerback. This is how you create space, stop stop space, get guys, you know, this is how you lock it down. Right. Was that a Paul Hayes' fault? I, I think it's a combination. I think it was going downhill before Paul Hayes got there, but I think Paul Hayes was kind of just like, 
they just kind of threw him in there and I'm happy we shipped him off at a FedEx package to Minnesota. Kudos to that because they don't know what they're about to get. They're about to have clueless safeties. At all. And I think the evidence is in the pudding, dude. Like, I think the evidence is there. It's not me being a jerk. It's just, you know, when you have a coach that's a legitimate defensive coordinator that has seen, like, that has shut down schools like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, you know, gunslingers, and he says that technique is off, I'm sorry. I'm going to trust him. When I'm a regular Joe sitting on my couch and I can look at a TV screen and see, like, this technique is off. This dude is running. He has no hip control. If a QB throws a fade, if a QB throws a fade, he does not know how to turn around and bat that ish down. So, right. um, yeah, that was that was one of the things that I I did not see from Gerber. No, oh God, no. Uh, he did not have he did not have the his technique was all the way off. I don't think they really teach their their kids in cast tech. You know the the real type of technique. You know they get they get by because they have so much talent there. But they're not really coaching, coaching you, you know, the way that they, you know, really do you when you get to Michigan State. Yeah. So I, I, I'm I'm hoping to see improvement from Gervin for sure. So if they like him, I just want to see that if he can do it. He has the frame. It to concerned do it. me when it didn't work at Notre Dame because Notre Dame does pretty good at pumping out defensive players. Doing it like if you're a good cornerback or safety at Notre Dame, you'll get in the NFL and you'll succeed. Like you'll either you'll be a three year guy three-year project or you'll be a, a quick right now guy and once Notre Dame kind of just cut him loose and said you can go where you want that kind of concerned me I was like okay this dude was a highly talked about guy he was my recruitment this point this day and everyone was waiting to see and then he kind of just faded away but like you said he has good training now he has an, a that a well-respected coach I I want to see what he does and that's same for Shakur Brown I think I've been a little hard on him but I mm-hmm. same for that. I felt the same about Shakur Brown as I felt about Josh Butler last year. I felt like it was good sometimes, but at the end of the day, it just couldn't get the job done. It was like a relationship; it wasn't going to work out. Like it's kind of one of those things; like it's just not going to work out. But he he showed some yeah, flashes right. though. Shakur Brown showed some flashes, so I'm gonna you know take that. Let again, he has training now, and he showed flashes with Paul Haynes. So if he could do it with Paul Haynes. Maybe with Harlan Barnett and the IQ and just everything he's seen in the Big Ten. Like, he didn't know ACC football. Granted, that's it's not that hard of a conference, but still, like, that whole Willie Taggart situation was just ugly. True. So, I mean, I, I really True. had to put faith in Barnett training these guys, but we need to bring in the new wave of cornerbacks for sure. Because um, I don't I don't agree. Angelo Gross might be a chippy guy. I like him, but he's a little short. Too short for the Big Ten. True. But... I don't say that though, but his chippiness. Uh, listen, Wisham McCall was not yeah. tall either. Josiah Scott was only five ten, five eleven. So I, it ain't it ain't the size of the dog. Exactly, exactly. So you know, and you are a Spartan dog. So I mean, if you got some fight in you, I don't care how tall you are. You, I think that Angelo can definitely be a oh, surprise player. He was a he was an extreme athlete. Like I watched this tape over and and. He really does jump out of out of the screen. So he really does, you know, he's an impact player on his team in high school. So he can definitely do some things at cornerback. Yeah, he won some State. awards, I'm pretty sure, in high school, too. He was in some awards race, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So he was in some state runnings and stuff. So he did his thing. Um, and then as far as our last position here, uh, this position is another one that, I mean, <sighs> I mean, I like it, but... I don't. I mean, I, I like Xavier Anderson. I do. 
but there's something oh, yeah. missing, man. Let's there's something missing. It. And Mike Trussell might find yes. it, but there's something missing. And I mean, he showed some signs of it. He's great leadership. They talked about him a lot. They said he makes the defense a lot easier. They, they talk about him kind of like he's a new bocce, like mindset wise, like how he can help. He's like controls the defense, helps people get around. So they said he's doing his job pretty well. So who knows? I mean, uh... <laughs> I hope so. Uh, uh, like I said, towards the end of the season, I seen Xavier kind of lose focus, and he wasn't at the right spots at the mm-hmm. right time. He would get, he would, you know, what I'm saying, he would just miss, miss on a lot of guys, or beat a lot, yeah. Burnt. And it's just like, so it, you know, it was heartbreaking to see because I had high hopes. Yeah. Now, hopefully, with the new defensive scheme, a new defensive mindset, it might, you know, it might, you know, spark, spark his his glow. You know, hopefully, he can. Definitely uh, lock in a lot more, especially with the, like I said, a new coaching staff, a new voice can breed new new energy. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. If Xavier Henderson can give me energy at the safety position, I'm with it. Uh, but he is on a short leash to me. The guy that I like is yeah, Dominique Long, fast, yeah. who is who is who is a lot a lot to me. I, I just think that you know I want to see him on the field at all times. Yeah. The other guy, uh Michael Dow. The, oh yeah. The Dow brother. Yeah, Michael Dow, yeah. I I definitely want to see more of him just to see uh what he can definitely do. But it is very thin from there. We have Darius Snow, uh Trey Trey mm-hmm. Pearson. So I mean those two can definitely uh there's a guy know, the that mix. they really, really like. They they were talking about him since last year. He's um, a sleeper, and I, I liked him a little bit too. He showed some, he made some good plays in some games, especially Wake Forest. I like he made some pretty good plays. Kate Halleck, they actually Mike Trussell likes him a okay. lot. He's fast, and he is a burner. He's one of those guys. Um, I'm not gonna call him Harrison Smith because I don't I don't know how he hits, but he is fast and he did make some plays. Okay. I hope. I mean, if he gets out on the field though, that's a concern to me though because I I feel like he's not that good to where he should be out there. But apparently they say right. he's fast, so that's a guy I guess that might be you might see him out there in the backfield, and yeah, you might see him ro- rotating, not like starting. I, I think I would hope Dom Long is the starter. They they've been he's been getting shown yeah. a lot, so I would hope Dom Long is the starter. But um, I'm not sure how that other side's gonna go. I think Darius Snow might get rotated in if he's if he's as good as you know advertised. I know they they took a star away from him because he's a Michigan State player, so minus one star. Exactly. You, you, same. I just looked at it. They did the same thing for Devontae Dobbs. I don't know why, but yep. I was just like, okay. they did the same thing well, for Audric Estamine. They did it for everyone. Man. I mean, it's just, just uh, once you go to Sparty, yeah, yeah. The way Mel's gonna fix that. They gotta hate him, but. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, yeah most definitely. To wrap this the defensive side up again, I think it comes out to the coaching. I think um, this is this is the side of the ball to where surprisingly, it comes down more so to the coaching than it does the talent. I think um, we did a good job at stacking the minds in the defensive staff. I think we have the benefit, and that's that's the part I like. I'm a big fan of stacking your st- coaching staff. I think Ohio State proved that. I think a lot of teams prove that your staff makes your team. Penn State, all these Big Ten schools, your staff makes your team. And I think our defensive staff is loaded with just ideas and concepts, blitz packages. You have Mel Tucker, who's a 
defensive-minded coach, watched the college football playoff games, his blitz packages, NFL, NFL mind, mm-hmm. Scott Hazleton, great. One of the more sought-out after coaches last year, and we just grabbed them like it was nothing. Great grab. Yeah. Harlan Barnett yeah. bleeds green and white. We kept Ron Burton, who knows our playbook yeah, already, who knows the guys we have. We kept we kept Mike Trussell and Ron Burton, who know the guys. So I just I like the assortment of minds we have, and I think that's going to make the defense more than the talent will. I think we'll find our talent through our coaching. I think we have a safe coaching staff to where we can just sit back and kind of watch and see who will produce, and we don't have to worry anymore. I think we have a safe a safety net with our coaching staff. That's exactly where I think you uh, implanted the most confidence in me. Through the coaching staff, like you said, you're right. I love our coaching staff. Our defensive coaching staff is, in my mind, more of a lot than our offensive coaching staff. One of the reasons, like you said, uh, Harlan Barnett bleeds green and white and Ron Burton bleeds green and white. Those two alone, I'm super happy with. Scotty Hazleton is going to come in here with a new attitude. Uh, he's going to be, you know, the 3-4. He's going to also run 4-3 as well. So they'll also get the same stuff that we've always been running. But I do want to see something different out there on the field. So I think that um, that new bolt of energy is exactly what this program needed yes. at the right time. And I Thank, I thank God for Mel Tucker. I thank God for the Michigan State Boosters for putting together the money to go get this type yeah. of coaching staff. That's one of the that's that's a big thank you. I definitely want to give out the. Uh, and I, the last thing I want to say about the staff is I want for Spartan fans to understand this is so like it's we have such a good we're in such a good situation right now to where we can adapt and change. To and Scott Hazleton said it himself. We can adapt on the fly. If we can, we're learning three four right now. But most of these guys in our in our roster know four three like the back of their hand. Like they've been sitting on they've been sitting bench playing starters on scout teams. So like they know four three like the back of their hand. So they can adapt. And I just love the fact that we have Mike Trussell on the staff, Ron Burton on the staff, Harlan Barnett on the staff, and then we have three four geniuses like Mel Tucker and Scott Hazelton who could be like, this is how we run the three four. And it's not someone who's okay at it. These are guys who are at, well, I would say a guy who was at the highest programs right now in college football, sending guys to the NFL and, I mean, doing his thing. So I am very excited about that. I am very excited about the coaching staff and our adaptation. I think if you can be water, be able to adapt in any kind of form, I think you could be a great college football team. I think our, our staff is there. So we got the staff recruiting year one recruiting is solid if we can keep them all i'm loving it and then you know from there the ball gets rolling so to but to roll us out this conversation we just wanted to let you guys know thank you again for watching this um but our next show is going to be a really really good one um we're gonna have gerald oh yeah Yeah, tell him about we're gonna have gerald holmes in the show and um, it's going to be a raw talk interview. It's not going to be the, hey, how was campus? How was the food? It's going to be a raw talk interview. It's going to be about what happened at Michigan State, the ups and the downs, what led to the changing of the culture, the running back competition. It's going to be raw questions that, you know, you were, at, you were yes. asking yourself about. We're going to really try to get those real questions out there. 
that raw talk and really get some answers and get you guys what you need. So definitely tune into that episode. That's going to be a good one. Um, Hopefully Joe can really give us some answers and really tell us what was going on. But um, I'm excited for that. Appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Definitely give us ideas. Join in. West Coast, you got anything you want to say to them out there, bro? I just thank you for listening to this podcast. Like you said, the next next interview with Gerald Holmes is definitely going to be uh, one of those uh, podcasts that I definitely think that everybody should definitely want to tune into and listen. Uh, other than that, just you know, stay tuned. We're, we got more content coming, more more things on the way for sure. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, yes, Spark Dogs Podcast. Uh, follow follow either my Twitter at West Coast Rail or PIJ Manigo. Make sure you just stay tuned because we got the biggest thing is if you guys want to join on, get some debates going, talk about football, hop on, or better yet, any ideas, criticism, anything like that, definitely hop on. Anything you guys make the show, we want to we want you guys on here. We want to get this rolling. We got the best community in the land. So let's get it rolling. We appreciate you. Have a great rest of the week. Have a great October. Happy Halloween in advance. You guys have a good one. Go white. uh, And go green.